1: Hi everybody, welcome to the Fantasy Points Podcast here. Uh, I think we're going to release this on Friday, August 20th, so everybody has a l- wonderful weekend. Hope this leads you into a great weekend and maybe a draft weekend for you. I'm Joe Dolan and I'm with Graham Barfield here and today's going to be a little bit of an interesting podcast, like a little uh, uh a little different than what we're used to doing, because well Graham and I were in a Superflex draft last weekend, and I thought we could talk some Superflex draft strategy, Graham. But also, it's to if in case you guys don't know, it's to introduce you to the Hall of Fantasy League, which is quite literally a professional fantasy football league uh, that Graham and I were invited to to uh, join as general managers of uh, of a team, and essentially what the plan is for the Hall of Fantasy League is to build fan bases for these fantasy teams like you would root for uh an NFL franchise or as they compared it when they were when they were uh, bringing us on board to esports uh you know, teams get, you get invested in esports. Why can't you be a fan of a fantasy team? And if it sounds a little different to you, well, it is different. Um, And you can check out uh, how it works at the H-O-F-L dot com. I'll put that in the show notes just to, to leave everything uh, kind of on there for you. You can stake part of the team. If we succeed, you succeed financially. So it's really a, a, an interesting concept, Graham. And, you know, we kind of took it and ran with it and, Graham, we, we we put our team together this past weekend. We are the Atlanta Hot Wings. Uh, our merchandise is actually really freaking cool. Like it's got a, it's a it's a like a big like <laughs> it's going to sound corny when I say it, but it's a <laughs> big beefy chicken in the shape of an A. <laughs> like, but with like flames for hair. So, yeah. But but, but yeah. it is and it's really cool looking.
0: It's pretty sweet cuz like the hat I have it looks like there's like hot sauce dripping off like the chicken's fingers like you just finished mm-hmm. off some wings which I guess would be some sort of cannibalism but I don't know. We won't talk about that. Um yeah, no. Uh you know, there's 10 teams in this league and a lot of great managers. I mean, you know, guys that you've either heard on this podcast uh Scott Barrett and I had Sigmund Bloom on. He is a part of the Texas yallers. Yeah. Uh, over there. Um, Adam Kaplan's a part of the league. Uh, Chris Harris. Um, it's, it's a really who's, you know, who's, who's yeah. Jeff, Jeff Manns is the Vegas pocket Kings, which is a phenomenal team name. That's an incredible uh, team name. Yeah. I think that's my, I think besides the hot wings, I think that's my second favorite uh, team name, but yeah, I, you know, we were just super, you know, super excited, super humble to compete. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, we drew that 10th pick and we were first like, you know, talking through strategy at first, we were kind of like, in. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to go. Maybe we can get Lamar. Maybe we can get Kyler. And that kind of ended up not being the case. I mean, there's just like a massive run of quarterbacks in the first round. And I think it really benefited kind of the way we thought the draft would go out. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, let's talk about the format first. It's 10-team, super flex, half PPR. Nothing crazy, Graham. Like, nothing like – you know, which, by the uh, way, I mean, we, yeah.
0: which, by the way, if you're going to play in a 10 team league, like spice it up, like play super flex, have multiple flex spots. Not only is it super flex, we have two, uh, two extra flex spots too. So start three receivers and two extra flexes. So that's a that's a nice wrinkle for some yeah, of the shower it's, leagues.
1: so big time, big time starting lineups. But you know, in the in, in a 10 team league, you know, look, I think. It, Scott Barrett's laid out how big an advantage like the first and to a lesser extent, the second pick is in a standard draft. I like that. We drew the 10th, the 10th pick in the super flex gram. Like when we were uh, look getting the draft picks initially, I was like uh, the, the, the operators of the league did kind of a live stream and we drew the 10th pick. And I was like, oh crap. Like, and I totally forgot for a moment that it was superflex. And what yeah. happened was it came to us. The draft was able to come to us. So we have the 10th pick now. You and I were definitely talking at the beginning. We, we said, "What should we do?" And and I said, "You know, that could be a Lamar situation. That could be a spot where Lamar Jackson falls to us." And we actually had a back and forth. You and I, Graham, about what if what if Dak Prescott's there, and yeah. I think we kind of ruled out drafting Dak Prescott there even before the draft. Turns out we wouldn't even even had the opportunity to oh, draft we, Dak Prescott. Yeah, we didn't even
0: come close.
1: <laughs> um, But we were discussing, we didn't think, like, we we were comfortable with the quarterback position in insofar in as we wouldn't have even drafted Dak Prescott at that turn. But let's look at how the first round went. Christian McCaffrey, first pick, not a shocker. You could have gone with Mahomes, but 10 team. Uh, I think Jeff Manns, who had the first pick, is going to end up being pretty happy with how his team turned out. Mahomes goes second. That didn't surprise me. Kaplan takes Dalvin Cook at number three for the Philly team. Okay. This is where Graham, I knew our strategy was going to get blown up. Yep. <laughs> because Kyler Murray went fourth overall to Scott Engels in the New York Bodega Cats. And, and I I I think at this point, I texted you. There's no way Lamar falls to us. Yep. Like we we had to adjust on the fly. Turns out Josh Allen went with the, the fifth pick, and then Lamar went sixth. So we, we weren't even close. Dak went 7th, which which surprised me. Alvin Kamara to Jeff Ratcliffe's team, the Chicago Hog Mollies, he went 8th. And then uh, Russell Wilson, which really surprised us, went ninth. Um, So we were thinking, all right, you know, we were hoping three quarterbacks go in front of us and we get Lamar on the turn. Well, unfortunately, six quarterbacks go before us. And then, Graham, to us, this was... This was, uh, you know, these picks were made for us. Now, the yeah. only other guy here I considered, I think you and I considered, was maybe Travis Kelsey. Yep. Um, But we passed on Kelsey at the 10-11 turn. We're very glad we did, because, and that we'll get to that. But, we, Graham, we just took the best two players at the 10-11 turn.
0: Yeah, we were texting all morning about, you know, what just different scenarios and stuff like that. And And I was like, okay, if all the quarterbacks are gone, like, what what does that mean? You know, if there's five quarterbacks in the first nine picks, somebody has got to fall. I remember texting you. I was like, if, if that plays out, if we get five or six quarterbacks in the first nine picks, Derrick Henry and Devontae Adams are going to be the two that fall. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, honestly, I think for the way, the way that the first round played out, I I think we kind of just played it perfectly when we got, if you, you know, if you, take away the super flex, super flex aspect. I mean, Henry and and Adams are locked in top six players overall on, I think both of our boards. So yeah, I I think, I think in general, we, you know, like you mentioned with those, those two picks were kind of made for us, but at the same time with everybody kind of chasing quarterbacks, it kind of gave us just like a naturally contrarian strategy, just, just off the top. And then Third round man, I, I still can't believe we got yeah. Darren Waller to come uh, back at the three ten. In- incredible,
1: and this is why I'm glad I passed on. We pass on Kelsey. Yeah. Now yeah. I didn't expect to get Waller. Right. Um, so anyway, with Henry and Adams, let, let's just talk general strategy here. Let's just, Zeke Elliott and Tyree Kill were both on the board too. If yep. give us those two players, and we're still going to be saying the same thing here, right? Like we just we did not want to force the quarterback position. Lamar Jackson falling to four. Hell, I I thought Graham. Dak Prescott might have almost been forcing it too much if he fell to us. And he didn't. So Lamar Jackson going that early solidified our strategy for us. By the time the second round was over, three teams had two quarterbacks. Only only four teams didn't have one at all. That was Manns at one overall, Kaplan at three overall, um, Ratcliffe at at eight overall, and us at ten overall. So we're coming back around. Here's what's funny. Not a single quarterback goes in the third round. Right. Um, Because now, coming off the board in the first two rounds were Mahomes, Murray, Allen, Lamar, Prescott, Wilson, Brady, which was interesting. Brady goes off before Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert went by the end of the second round. So we're coming back around. Um, Mance opens his draft. McCaffrey, Eckler, Hopkins, which is pretty damn good if you're not going to draft a quarterback. Um, And a lot of running backs come off the board ahead of us. So we're in the third round. Hopkins is the first pick. Then it goes Aaron Jones. Then it goes Calvin Ridley. And then coming back around us, Graham, six straight running backs go ahead of us. I know we talked about Antonio Gibson. You know, he's a guy yeah. we love as a breakout player. He goes to Jeff Ratcliffe who's killing the beginning part of this draft uh, at eight overall Um and then I remember just mid round. You're like, dude, if Waller's there, we've got to take Waller.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was my thinking is like, after watching the first, the first round and seeing, you know, those quarterbacks just fly off the board, I was like, man, that middle tier of Brady and Rodgers, like those guys are going to go off quick too, which opened up another guy falling and Darren Waller. I mean, if, you know, you, <laughs> you rank these guys, you know, non-super flex, I mean, Darren Waller's in the top 20 easily, Uh, For me, and I, you know, getting three positional advantages, I mean, it's half, it's half BPR. I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry doesn't catch passes, but I mean, he still has a top three ceiling in a half BPR. Devont Adams, you don't, you know, we don't talk about that. And then Darren Waller, you know, I mean, he's not Travis Kelsey, but he's 80 to Eighty-five percent of Kelsey. Uh, yeah, and, and we got him at you know the last pick of the third Kate round. I mean, and one
1: just, is in his range of outcomes.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: It yeah. is. It's like now D- Kelsey's a better bet. That's why Kelsey went a round and a half earlier. Right. But you know, I'll take Darren Waller and a round and a half discount, while also taking Devontae Adams in the second round. And you know, not not falling off to who would have been the best receiver available to us at this point, which would have been you know Justin Jefferson. Not a bad pick, but I, I mean, yeah. I mean, if we started Henry Kelsey Jefferson, I don't think anybody would have argued with that. But I really like the way the team fell to us. So this is we honestly went like the first three picks of our draft. We did not have to bait them at all. We didn't we didn't debate at all. Like yep. I mean, these are obvious picks. This is, this is where I think if you like our team, you're going to like this pick. If you don't like our team, I love our team. But if you don't like it, you're going to be like, what are you doing? We took Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. at 4-1. Now, let's go through our rationale. We knew we were going to be essentially two full rounds between picks for us because we're on that turn. What did we say about Jalen Hurts? What does Jalen Hurts have in common? With our first three picks, Graham. The QB I mean, one
0: yeah. is has, in
1: his range of outcomes. It would
0: have to play out, like, perfectly, but, I mean. Of he, course. Yeah, top three, top five is certainly there. I mean, man, Hurts is, um, you know, I think you've made this point, but, like, the Deshaun Watson, and I'm using air quotes, the Deshaun Watson rumors have kind of, like, soured everybody on Hurts, where, like, that was never even possible. You know what I mean? It's like when, you know the lines were sniffed around with De- uh, with Todd Gurley earlier this offseason yeah. and then it nuked DeAndre Swift's ADP. And some of that should have already been baked into his ADP with with Swift. But with Hurts, it's like, man, I mean, we got him, you know, I-, I think we got him in the right, like, if you just rank these guys in terms of ADP, we got him in that right zone. But the fact that no quarterbacks went in the third round and because the first, you know, two rounds were so quarterback-heavy, just completely played – to our hand. And I think, you know, when you follow, when you just like follow the room and just build your team the same way everybody else is building their team, like you're probably not going to end up with any advantages at any other positions. And I think that's what I'm like most proud of with this draft, like that you and I accomplished is like, you know, we didn't, we didn't just sit back and just be like, Oh my God, quarterbacks are flying off the board. We're going to force it here. We just let the value kind of come to us at the back half of the draft. And I think Hertz Man, if Hurts is like what we think he can be, it's a league winning pick. It's well, a look, league winning what are
1: pick. we trying to do? We're trying to win this league. Yeah. We're trying to win the stakeholders. By the way, again, this is a team you can actually stake interest in. Essentially, you can bet on us. Um, i don't know if they want to use that language but you know i'm going to use it this is my podcast um and you can stake this team just go to the hofl.com or if you have ios the android app isn't available yet you can download the hofl app click on the uh the atlanta hot wings we're in the top right hand corner uh and you can and you can stake our team i know our guy Akeen, has done it so uh, so far he's been uh, he's been uh, dming me about it he's fired up with how the draft went so i'm glad we can make him happy but that, that's the rationale behind Jalen Hurts. And what has happened since then, since those B.S. Watson rumors? I mean, look, okay, we're recording this on Thursday before the Eagles play the Patriots on national TV, but Hurts has had a good camp. I thought he looked sharp in the first preseason game. The reports are the team is rallying around him. Graham, all the news on Hurts has been positive, with the exception of rumors that evidently weren't true, and his ADP still hasn't risen to where, like, his... Earlier this offseason, I remember distinctly talking about Jalen Hurts as you know, the 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 mid-round Konami quarterback, it doesn't exist this year. Um, with the exception of like Lance and Fields, yeah. who aren't guaranteed to start week one. Because Jalen Hurts was like a seventh round pick for a while, and then it's just kind of steadily fallen. I've I've seen him available in double digit rounds, and that's exactly where I want to take him. Um if Jalen Hurts hits this year, I'm gonna be a very rich man. Um but I mean, it was just the right pick for us at that time. So, coming back around. Look, here's the quarterbacks who went off the board in the next two rounds were Stafford, Tannehill, and Burrow. Do I like those guys? For sure. But what don't those guys have? They don't have QB1 in their range of outcomes. They just don't. Do I think it's likely Hurts finishes QB1? No. But he was the highest-scoring quarterback over his three full starts.
0: Yeah, I I remember... I remember mentioning to you that maybe we should sniff around on Tannehill, but you made a good point. You know, we don't want to be like, you know, blocking ourselves with Henry because, you know, Henry and Tannehill are not like necessarily correlated in terms of their, their range of outcomes. Yeah. I mean, they had a couple of big games together last year for sure when the Titans would just go off. But yeah, I like I liked you kind of talking me off Tannehill there and just going with Hertz because like with Hertz, man, like you don't really care if he completes 58% of his passes. You know what I mean? Like we want him running the ball, you know, 10, 12, 15 times per game. So I think, I think with the way our first three picks set up, I think the Hurts, the Hurts pick was really nice. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, the next three quarterbacks coming off the board, like you mentioned, man, they don't, you know, appealing think, options for sure. Yeah. They're great. They're great, like back end QB1s. But, you know, Hurts has that like fundamental, like weak winning yeah. score, uh, uh, in his, in his range of outcomes for sure.
1: So our next two picks on the 5-6 turn, I mean, I just think we just gobbled up value at the wide receiver position.
0: That's kind of the theme. That was the theme of our draft, man.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Amari Cooper and Adam Thielen, um, I, I, it, it's kind of amazing to me, quite frankly, Graham, <clears throat> how much hate Thielen gets from, like, the Twitterati. Like, everybody considers him a boring pick, and I'm like, I see a sixth rounder who was, like, who scored, like, 14 touchdowns last year, and... There is a reason to believe touchdowns aren't fickle with Adam Thielen. He just gets ridiculous end zone target rates and a quarterback who trusts him. Whatever the case, Graham, a six-round pick on Adam Thielen, I'm fine with. Amari Cooper got an injury discount, um, and he's already off the pup list, so I'm not worried about that pick at all.
0: Oh, yeah. We timed the Cooper thing perfectly. Cooper has just been following and following. I mean, he went, um, let's see, he went 5-10 to us. Lamb went 5-1 to Manns. At the beginning of the fifth round, which is a fine pick, and then you know McLaurin, Allen, Woods, Evans, and then Cooper. Um, I mean, that's kind of been the sort of the range we've seen all you know all summer on him. But I I do think I do think that's going to end up being a a pretty big discount, you know, so long he stays healthy. Because man, I mean the you know the games that Dak was healthy last year. I mean Cooper was the wide receiver seven. I mean there's so much upside with this pick.
1: Their relationship is very symbiotic. Like, oh, if you yeah. look at Prescott's numbers without Cooper, they're mediocre. If you look at Cooper's numbers without Prescott, they're mediocre. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not a one or the other thing. I think it's the both of them. Like, I I, I think like they kind of feed off of each other. Like, uh, so yeah, I think Amari Cooper's still a very. I know people are excited about CD Lamb. I'm excited too, but I still think Cooper is a really important player uh, yeah. to what to what they do.
0: And yeah. And the other, the other thing with Cooper is like, okay, even if you're scared of his downside risk with the injury or, you know, the couple games of a year where he, you know, just kind of goose eggs, like mm-hmm. doesn't really matter with this team build. We have Devonte Adams. I mean, Devonte Adams is the most consistent receiver in fantasy. So I'm completely, we'll be completely fine when Cooper yeah. posts his three catch for 35 yard games, you know, a couple times a year. Cause Adams is just, you know, he's the gold standard. He's the Christian McCaffrey of, of receivers. So the
1: next quarterback off the board here, um, was trey lance um and he goes i love I believe, that pick
0: for what it's worth I love yeah that
1: pick. he was like 13th or 14th quarterback off the board that yeah. was actually that was uh jeff reckless first quarterback by the way was was trey lance interesting he played enough. that
0: perfect he played it yeah. perfectly we'll get to that again. we
1: were actually wondering if lance would make it back to us in the seventh round but i think <laughs> you and i both have been in too many of these drafts where like yeah. with these industry people who are just gaga for trey lance um we knew it probably wasn't going to happen. I thought, quite frankly, I thought Chris Harris made a little bit of a reach on Matt Ryan in that round. Uh, then Baker Mayfield comes off the board. So we're coming back around to our uh, to our seventh uh, and eighth round picks. And we were sitting here. We I, I know we had our eye on Kirk Cousins because we just got feeling. We're like, all right, maybe we can do a little bit of a stack there with Cousins. Uh, Jeff Ratcliffe broke our hearts two picks before our, our selection yeah, quite frankly yeah. I feel like this was like the first time in the draft I felt like I got really goosed um yeah. like like where you know he Ratcliffe took Mike Evans um at 58 but I knew we had a good option I I remember just saying I was praying that that Sig didn't take Mari Cooper um and I know Sig has a love for Kyle Pitts so I think we kind of leaned into that as like he's going to take Pitts here um and fortunately, that happened. Um, but Kirk Cousins going off the board, who has more upside than you think, by the way. He comes off the board at 7-8. And then we get to, to our pick, and we were just like, wait a minute. We were debating Justin Fields. I know we were debating Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. But I remember you saying just like, dude, there's a rookie quarterback out there who has upside who is going to start six all 17 games. It's Trevor sure. Lawrence. And like yeah. you know, among the Gaga, and, and believe me, some of it is, is is valid for Lance and Fields. Trevor Lawrence has kind of slipped through the cracks here. And, and I got to admit, I haven't drafted him a lot, but most of the drafts I've been doing thus far are best ball, which are one quarterback. Right. And as our number two quarterback, I, we already have Jalen Hurts. I, I guess you could have made the argument that we wanted Kirk Cousins so we could have some of that boring kind of floor. But... Screw it. At this point, I didn't see another floor quarterback on the board. Let's just go for the upside, and we're going to take Trevor Lawrence.
0: Yeah, I, I love the Lawrence pick. I Actually, I think I like the Lawrence pick more than I like the Hurts pick. Um, it, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, man, Lawrence has just been slipping through the cracks. Like, everybody, like you mentioned, is chasing lands. They love fields. I mean, I've seen fields go ahead of, of Lawrence now, and it's like, man, I, you know, Charles Lawrence can run too you know it's not like he's going to have the true Konami code of fields or lands where he can you know put up I don't know 50 60 yards per game I mean Lawrence's legs are going to be a big part of that Jags offense too in terms of you know there's zone read stuff. We know what Urban Meyer can do with his zone read, and, and Lawrence was a fantastic zone read quarterback in the red zone for Clemson last year. Yeah. Um, I think there's a legitimate chance, he, and he's a big body quarterback too. Obviously, I think there's a good chance he's going to get some some rushing opportunities. Yeah, and the goal line, and with with Lawrence, like I think we just play, we played this the room kind of perfectly. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think we'll, we'll get to our third quarterback, and and that's kind of. That's kind of what bookends all of this. But with Lawrence, it's like I think everybody's just kind of chasing the upside of of Lance and Fields. And um, I I think they're kind of just discounting what Lawrence already has. And um, I I was more than happy to take the discount here.
1: Our fourth receiver is Chase Claypool. We had a huge scare uh, in practice this week when he went down. Seems like he's escaped with just a minor low ankle sprain. Um, Again, chasing upside with Chase Claypool. So, by the way, Jeff Mann's first quarterback is Justin Fields. He took him in the ninth round, and I think his team turned out very well um, with with that being the factor. So now if you come back to us in the ninth round, we got Derek Henry, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Jalen Hurts, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Trevor Lawrence, and Chase Claypool. Remember, this is super flex, but there is one problem on this team, Graham. We have one running back through eight rounds. And let's just say this was by design. Um, uh, Now... We we already discussed like, whoa, what if Antonio Gibson made it back to us in the third round? We would have had a really tough decision to make. Um I'm sure J.K. Dobbins when we took Hertz was probably at least a thought, but um beyond that, I, I don't really remember there being a spot where oh, I do know one. Uh DeAndre Swift fell to the seventh round.
0: Yeah. Miles yeah, we, Sanders. We were on that up, yep.
1: Miles Sanders, uh, Daryl Henderson, and DeAndre Swift all fell to the seventh round. All of them would have been in play with our seventh round pick where we took Trevor Lawrence. But we weren't – one thing we were not going to do was force it. Okay. And I don't think we really did at any point. But we did need to get some running backs on this team. You do need to start two of them. So we went with a hero RB approach. We have Derrick Henry. He's our hammer. If Derrick Henry goes down, we're probably not winning this thing. So we already what? know – you know, we've got to cobble together that RB2. We went with, I think, a floor pick, a, a a boring floor pick in Damian Harris, combining him at that turn with an tantalizing upside pick in Trey Sermon.
0: Yeah, you know, when I think about this all the time, when you're picking at the back half of the first round, you know, like that 9-10-11-12 pick area, right? The, the guy who has or the guy who has the one they're getting Christian McCaffrey, they're getting Dalvin Cook. Those teams are just automatically like, man, you boost their win odds by like fifty percent. So when you're picking in the back of the first round, you've got to do something different. You know what I mean? Like you're automatically you're automatically like at a disadvantage just by the nature of where you're drafting. And just looking at this board, I mean, not only did we wait on quarterback, you know, I think we were the last team to get our QB one. Um, and actually, no. The Jeff Ratcliffe was. So we're the second last team. To get no, a but man's runs. was. Oh yeah, that's right. You're right. Man so, took but,
1: Justin Fields in the ninth
0: round. I yeah, I mean, that's it right. takes some stones to wait that long in the Super. Bowl, I so. I loved that. But yeah, so we're yeah. the third the third last team to take our quarterback. We were by far, by far below market on running back, and some of that, some of that Joe is just the way the draft went out. You know, you mentioned yeah. you know the third round was just running back heavy. We really only had Dobbins on our board when we came back in the three four term. And then from there, you know, we weren't going to overreach and take Josh Jacobs. We weren't going to overreach and, and take, you know, Miles Sanders or anything like that. So we just kind of stuck to our board. And I think I think it played out perfectly because Harris, like, you know, if Cam Newton's not starting, you know, by the middle of the season, Damon Harris is going to have, hopefully have that goal line role on, on lock. And then, you know, obviously this, you know, the upside with Sermon is, is obvious. So, you know, I, I, I like this idea of like, you got to do something different in the back half of the first round and either punting that RB2 slot and just you know playing for receiver depth and winning those flex spots and just kind of foregoing you know that that second running back slot I think it makes a lot of sense when you're trying to you know kind of upend what is already like a stack deck to, you know a stacked get deck against you
1: yeah and by the way um Ratcliffe broke our hearts again here because I mean I mean it just goes to show you how desperate sometimes you do get for that second running back when you go here RB because our hearts are broken that he took yeah. Chase Edmonds <laughs>
0: Look, I, like, Edmund, I like I, mean, I like Edmonds as like a boring floor RB2 on these types of teams, man. I think I think yeah. he's I think he's got a little more upside too, especially if James Conner misses time.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, Damian Harris, Trey Sermon, like the strategy was kind of the same. So coming back around, we're not gonna I don't know if we wanna we're gonna not gonna talk strategy for every pick, but I, I do want to hit on our next three. Coming back around, this is one where I remember we were praying.
0: Yeah, I still can't believe he made it. Devonte Smith fell to us. <laughs> I like, still we, can't believe he made we it. Back. Have hurt, we have hurts. We have
1: hurts. You know, like, like just like praying for our fifth wide receiver. He falls to us. I mean, I was so. I remember we talked to Antonio Brown. He went uh, 11-7 overall to uh, Bob Harris and Fabs with the Ohio Goats. Um, uh, so they, uh, they took, uh, Antonio Brown there. He was in play for us. Devonte Smith falls to us. There was such a drastic tear drop off at wide receiver after that, in my opinion. And then we took a guy at running back who could be a league winner. Something goes wrong in front of him and AJ Dillon. Like, I mean, you know, this is the, these are the kind of running backs we were taking, uh, AJ Dillon, you know, just get trying to get that upside coming back around Graham. And this, this, this guy was like a linchpin of our strategy. Mm-hmm. um, we were just hoping beyond hope that he made it to us. Ryan Fitzpatrick as a as our boring veteran quarterback with Hurts and Lawrence. I like I was thrilled with that pick. Yeah. That was the one where I was like, "We got him in the thirteenth round. He's got weapons. He's got he's got um uh, uh, he's got the attitude. He's going to throw the ball a lot." I was just thrilled with that pick as a QB three.
0: Oh yeah, and, and this is the thing. Like this is where you know, you're kind of like guile as a drafter has to, has to come in, right? Like you've got to, you've got to understand the room. So we've been saying this whole pod, right? Like quarterbacks are flying off the board. So what does that mean? Especially in a 10 team league, it's going to mean that there's going to be like two or three guys that go in like, you know, the back end of the quarterback to high end quarterback three range. They're going to just slip through. That is exactly what happened. And in, in rounds 11 through 13, mm-hmm. two quarterbacks went, one was, de- one was Big Ben, and he went to Jeff Manns at the 101, who was just punting quarterback. And then we took Fitz. So that whole three-round stretch, there was two quarterbacks taken. And everybody, you know, is just chasing their receiver depth. Everybody's chasing their running back depth. We didn't care. We already had our five receivers. We had five receivers at that point yeah. and three backs. It played out perfectly for us to, to- you know, to snack someone like Fitz. I think, I think it was Fitz or Carr. I think those were the two guys we were talking about. Yeah, so We wanted and, to stack up. We wanted to maybe have, stack Carr with Waller, but I I, okay I have Fitz that, yeah. way higher than
1: Carr. Yeah, we would have been okay with Carr just because we had Waller, but those were the guys we wanted. I don't think we wanted anything to do with Wentz. Um, oh, no. Absolutely. Who actually went before Carr. Uh. And then we wrapped up our draft, Graham, with Marvin Jones, mini stack with Trevor Lawrence. Gio Bernard, again, just... Trying to get these running backs who might have a role. His value is dampened a little bit because it's half PPR. Um, Devontae Parker, who I mean, as a wide receiver, seven, like, seriously, like, we almost, I remember we almost took him
0: where we (laughs) We took Marvin Jones, Jones, which was two
1: rounds earlier. Um, then we took Damian Williams again. He's a handcuff to, uh, to, to, uh, uh, Montgomery, we don't have Montgomery, but like that's a guy who could end up in lineups in the event you know Montgomery gets hurt. And then I, I just think a player who people underrated the hell of because of the half PPR format, James White was our 18th round pick. Like I, I'll take James White in the 18th round if you lose points per reception. Like I mean, like, <laughs> well, well maybe not in that format, but yeah. still, like it's just like just like I mean that like an absurd value for a guy who's going to play this year. No Rex Burkhead. <laughs> Graham, you came up with the stat. Like, James White's production over the yeah. last number of years without Rex Burkhead in the lineup is, like, in top 15 RB territory.
0: Yeah, there's some juice in White's profile that just, like, I think everybody's underrated. Um, you know, it, this is full PPR, but in the games that Rex Burkhead— This is half is,
1: PPR. Oh, the stat is full Yeah, the stat, yeah, the
0: stat, yeah, okay. the stat I'm, I'm about to say, is is, is full uh, but in, in, in the games that that James White or excuse me, Rex has has missed, James White is average 15.2 fantasy points per game, which we, would be like low end RB2. So if you just kind of make that adjustment for half like, man, I mean, on this team with Henry and we'll wait, you know, we'll wait and see what Damien Harris role is. We'll see, wait and see what what Trey Sermon's role is. I mean, there's there is probably a legitimate chance we're going to be starting James White early to start the year. And that's the thing about these superhero drafts, man, is like. Okay, you know, even if okay, let's say, let's say we did take Henry and then we took J.K. Dobbins over Dan Waller, Jalen Hurts, right? If Derrick Henry gets hurt, we're probably screwed no matter what. It doesn't matter how good J.K. Dobbins is. We just lost our first round pick. Like it is so hard to overcome that. It's a little easier, obviously, with the waiver wire and in managed leagues, but like we're screwed no matter what. But the thing is, is like you can play against that. If Derrick Henry stays healthy for all 16, 17 games like he has the last couple of years. And he's a top four, top five running back. We already have that advantage. You know, we're scoring five, six more fantasy points per game than, than, you know, at the RB one slot over some teams, all we need is just to make up a slight difference at RB two, especially if you have great receivers. And that's exactly what we did. I I love the Bernard pick. I liked the white pick. And I think both of those guys are probably going to, you know, be right in our plans for the first couple weeks of the season while we wait on Sermon and Harris and maybe stacking a couple more, uh a couple more waiver wire guys once the season yeah. starts. Uh
1: so one thing we didn't do on this team is draft a backup tight end. I mean, now you can play a tight end in the, in one of the flex spots. So, you know, it, it having a second tight end behind Darren Waller isn't a negative. It just it's just it, I remember we were talking about um Jonu
0: Smith. Um he was a great value in this draft.
1: Yeah, 17th round we we wanted to draft him. It just uh he went in the 17th round though. Um, but anyway, here's how our team stacks up by positions. And remember, this is a super flex league. With, uh, it, there's a super flex and two other flexes. Um, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, and Ryan Fitzpatrick are our quarterbacks. Nobody is going to argue that we have the strongest quarterbacks in the league. Nobody. We're not going to argue we have the strongest quarterbacks in the league. But we think our strategy played out where we have, we're really strong elsewhere. At running back, we have Derrick Henry... Damian Harris, Trey Sermon, A.J. Dillon, Giovanni Bernard, uh, Damian Williams, and James White. We have a great RB1. We're going to cobble together that RB2. We don't have a problem with that. This is where we're really strong. We're really strong at wide receiver. Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Chase Claypool, Devontae Smith, Marvin Jones, and Devontae Parker. There's a lot of Devontes on that team. And, but they're good Devontes.
0: We got three Devontes. Holy shit. Uh, uh, uh,
1: and spelled differently, by the way. Oh, long. yeah, you're right. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Three <laughs> Devontes, all spelled differently. Um, Darren Waller is our tight end. Yeah. Like, he's our only tight end. His bye is week eight. Graham will pick one up when we need one. Like, yeah. I mean. Like, yeah, I, yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, and that's the thing, man. It's like, you know, you, we're going to be bludgeoning everybody with our receivers and Waller. Like, if Jalen Hurts is the league winner that we talked about, like we're going to be more than fine. You know, I, I I just, I loved how we kind of built this team, you know, from a value perspective, but we also built it from like a roster construction perspective, like kind of upside down. I mean, our first three picks were not quarterbacks and everybody else was chasing them. So I, I I loved how we kind of, we kind of came into this with a little bit of a, you know, different strategy, but I think it played out perfectly.
1: So if y'all want to see the draft board, Go to the HOFL.com slash rosters. The full draft board is on there. Um, I'm going to put these links in the show notes as well. If you want to stake the Atlanta Hot Wings and, and follow along, download the HOFL app. Go to the HOFL.com slash how it works, and, and that'll basically tell you how it works. What What is this league? Um, I know we got some some people who have already bought some merch. We've got some some guys who have staked us. We just want to thank y'all for you know, playing fantasy in this very different way. Um, we hope it works out for us we like our team we like our strategy but hopefully we also kind of talk through some super flex strategy that might help you Um, like I just we just did not want to panic at the quarterback position and it turns out the teams who didn't I actually ended up ended up being some of the rosters that I like the best Um, you know like these and by the way these hero RB rosters they always seem to be like oh you know the running backs aren't good enough that's the point though Um, yeah
0: you're playing against that you're playing against the fragility of the position that's the thing and you're taking you're banking on Adams and Waller and Cooper and Thielen just smashing everybody else at those spots over the running backs I think everybody just gets I think I think in general people like are way too scared of of having a bad RB 2 slot like there's you're most of the time when you're forcing a bad RB 2 you're sacrificing value elsewhere and that's one thing I'm I think I'm most proud of with this draft that we did is we just didn't we didn't sacrifice that. Uh,
1: you know, when I, I I remember the last not to say like I've drafted perfectly at the running back position, you know since no, but the last time I remember overpaying for an RB two is so traumatic to me <laughs> that I'm I just don't want to make the same mistake again. And I knew I was making a mistake as I was doing it but I couldn't stop doing it like, and that was in 2014 Graham, you weren't in the league yet, but uh, we have an auction league. Um, with with just buddies and and some guys on staff me you and Brawley are in it we yeah. got Cucainus in it you know just just buddies it's a it's a it's it's a medium it's 50 entry like just a fun draft we we always love that league it's not so high stakes that like you get stressed out about it but there's a decent chunk of change you know something it can it can buy you a nice dinner if you win the league you know we I'm in so many leagues that if like I was in super high stakes leagues all the time I'd be putting up my salary like I'm not going to do that <laughs> but in that league in 2014 I don't even remember who my RB1 was, but it was a good one. And I remember looking at my team and I said, I need an RB2. And I got in a bidding war for Zach Stacy. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And that experience was so traumatic to me that I will never overpay for an RB2 again. Now, Graham, that doesn't mean I won't take a good RB2 or a good RB3. If the circumstances present themselves, right. that doesn't mean I'm against having good running backs. <laughs> it's just that mistake was so just absolutely draining for me that I knew right away. As soon as I, as soon as that bid went through, that I had made the mistake, my wide receiver suffered because of it. The rest of my team suffered because of it. And I was just not going to make that mistake. And I think when you're in a super flex draft, you do have to sacrifice somewhere. Yep. And the fact that we took Darren Waller in the third round meant that sacrifice was going to have to come at either wide receiver or running back. We felt the sacrifice was better to make at running back for a key reason. You only start two in this league. You start three wide receivers. So already running back is a less important position than wide receiver. And you can start up to five wide receivers. You can start four running backs. You can start up the five wide receivers and I will utterly guarantee you Graham we're starting five wide receivers week 1.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you know, that's that's one of the most important takeaways and you know, when you're strategizing for drafts is like you got to know the league, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, if you're in a standard league where it's like two running backs, two wide receivers, like yeah, running backs are are you know, slightly more valuable, but the more flex spots that you have the more valuable receivers are, in my opinion. It's not the running backs, man, because those mid round running backs are mid round running backs for a reason. They don't go in the first couple of rounds because everybody feels you know great about them. They fall to the sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh round for a reason. So a lot of those times, man, you're just getting safer and more upside bets at receiver to begin with. And I think I think that played out perfectly. By the way, I guess you chased Zach Stacy from the from the league that year. the following year he went to the Jets and oh. he was done, right? Oh, God.
1: I mean, like, I, I honestly, like, I can look back and say, like, at least that I remember the worst fantasy pick I have ever made.
0: And it's a lesson learned, too.
1: Yeah, lesson learned. learned. I'll never, I've become a guy, like, um camp, camp, we called it modified zero RB on the radio. Hero RB I really like a lot better. Uh, but, but, yeah, I will never overpay for that second. Again, doesn't mean. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna. It doesn't mean I'm gonna be like, oh my god, like if David Montgomery fell to us in the fifth round, we might have made that pick. You know, it doesn't mean we're going to overlook when when one presents itself to us or if the right situation presents itself to us. But this this roster build, hell, Graham, if Darren Waller went went beforehand, we might have taken Najee Harris or Antonio Gibson in the second round. You know, in the third round, if Darren Waller pushed one of them down the board, but it's just the way this draft went. So. Go to the HOFL.com. We're the Atlanta Hot Wings. Uh, Graham used to live in Atlanta. I'm about two hours outside of Atlanta, so they gave us Atlanta. Um, uh, there's no Denver team, at least not yet. Maybe, the, maybe there will be a, an expansion yeah, into Denver. Yeah, and maybe. Kaplan had a stranglehold on Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, you know, there's there no-, no way. No chance we're getting Philadelphia. No, no way.
1: chance. For, we were getting anything uh, from Philadelphia. What's up? Yeah.
0: By the way, I had some uh, some nice celebratory hot wings after the draft too. I was I was very proud of. I oh, I had, very I, good. I had a hankering afterwards. So uh, yeah, I, lo- I love me some. I'm
1: I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm what one one might call a wuss these days. I used to love super spicy stuff. Um, um, and then well, and then a, a gentleman called Gerd, uh, uh, popped up for me, and uh, it just get, I love buffalo flavor. Right. And I'll, I just can't go above medium though. I can't yeah. do it. I oh. I can't do it. Spicy, oh.
0: spicier spice the better for me. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I haven't well, I haven't I haven't, I haven't, uh, haven't had this spice spice now
1: yet. But uh, the last uh, the last time I yeah, had something I super want, spicy, I want some wings again. <laughs> was Brawley and I were going to a Super Bowl party in Philly. This was for um, this was for the uh, Ravens, Forty Nine ers Super Bowl, um, the Blackout Bowl um oh yeah yeah and um i we went to the grocery store too late brawley was making buffalo chicken dip we went to the grocery store too late and the only frank's left was the super hot and brawley's like ah <laughs> you want to talk mistake man <laughs> 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 Making it, it because bu- you can't you, it, if you have buffalo chicken dip you're eating a lot of buffalo chicken dip. There, it, it, it,
0: yeah, it's not something you just have a bite of, yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh, but everybody else decided, oh my god, Brawley, that's too hot, so me and Brawley took one for the team. Yeah, not not something on the... Don't use the Frank super hot to make your buffalo chicken dip.
0: Yeah, your totally Don't do your, it. Your toilets took one for the team afterwards, I'm oh,
1: sure. Oh, my lanta. <laughs> Well, Brawley was, Brawley was texting me the next
0: day. He's like, oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that <grunt. laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's a Brawley grunt. Oh, I was yeah. texting Brawley today because, um, he does a league. I, I was setting up and by the way, us in the fantasy industry, we still do it. We, we send out the doodle where everybody's got to pick their time for, by the way, you have to fill it out, Graham, um, for, oh, for the God, auction man. league and, yeah. and, um, and, uh, Brawley has a one of course we're we're in the fantasy industry we're the guys who click yes for every available time slot brawley has one friday night where it's open and i knew exactly what it was he goes to a draft in his hometown every year where he doesn't even he doesn't even participate in the draft he just like lords over it as like the fantasy industry guy gets <laughs> absolutely plastered and makes celebrity picks and <laughs> And I said, uh, so, I, so I said to him, Brawley, are you doing that draft where you get plastered and make celebrity picks? And as I anticipated, he goes, yeah, it's that Friday night. I couldn't do the auction drafts. So, I mean, it's <laughs> like awesome. I need to get in that league. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, I know, exactly. hell, I don't
1: even need to get in the league. Yeah. I just need to go.
0: Yeah, just show up and drink beer. Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: and he, lo- he lords over the draft. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, anyway, it's draft season, guys. This was our first really big one of the year, Graham, uh, in terms of a league that, we're gonna play out and make roster decisions. I know you and I and Scott have a flex draft coming up next week.
0: Oh yeah, we're all in that together. Uh, has yeah, the, has the draft order come out yet? I need
1: to. Oh, you assholes! Um, yeah, you guys, I think got the top two picks.
0: Did we? Oh, baby, I got,
1: fun. I got the ass fourth pick which is which which is slightly better than the fifth pick let's i'll just put it that way
0: yeah you get a little <laughs> bit, you get a little more optionality damn yeah, that, yeah that'll be that'll be a lot of fun all, all uh, of us,
1: uh, uh you have the first pick scott has the second
0: oh shit even even more i get to rub in his face now yeah well happening. because oh, he's yeah. been com- Scott's been <laughs>
1: complaining that he hasn't drawn I know,
0: It's per- that's perfect damn. the first pick
1: so yeah, yeah um uh, yeah, uh, unbelievable. But yeah, anyway, uh, we'll, maybe we'll talk about that on a future podcast. But we just wanted to introduce you guys to the Hall of Fantasy League, um, based out of the Hall of Fame, based out of Canton, Ohio. Their goal is eventually to do these drafts in Canton, in the stadium. Uh, but we we did it remotely this time. It was a lot of fun, and I think, uh, uh, and I think, and hope that they have something interesting on hands. Graham and I are just glad to be part of it, and we thought we uh, we handled it well. So remember to go to the H O F L com, um, uh, so you can you can go there. You can download the app, the H O F L app on iOS. I believe Android is coming soon. Um, if you, uh, the, the, they have a Twitter account as well. Um, Graham, the account is, and you can tell I'm stuttering here because I'm bringing it up. It's the H O F League, so the Hall of Fantasy League. Uh, The HOF League is Twitter, so you can go there. Uh, And then you can also uh, go and follow the team. Follow the Atlanta Hot Wings at Hot Wings ATL and get your updates there. There's a Discord for, for stakers. So if you stake the team, you can talk to us. We can make decisions together. Um, I'm really excited for it, though. I'm really excited uh, for, for this league. I'm excited to bring it to you on the podcast. You can follow him on Twitter, at Graham Barfield. Follow me on Twitter, at FG underscore Dolan. Remember to check out the show notes for links about the Hall of Fantasy League. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast.